my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Hello and welcome to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast here by Beach Commute. You've got Marissa and we have a really special guest today, Grace, who comes to us. She's in the US and Grace is one of our Beach Commuters podcast listeners. We'll let you know how she found us in just a second when we introduce her. Today is a special episode. We're doing a live coaching session and I think that these are important sometimes. One, we talk a lot about, you know, being a career coach. I'm a career coach, but so many people don't even know what that means, why it's useful. And Grace here has written to us. We've actually been going back and forth trying to find a time to schedule this, which has been hard with our work and travel schedules. But the the point here for this episode, we're going to do some laser coaching for Grace to figure out a question that may be on your mind as well, which is what remote job is right for me? What do I do? Do I stay in the same kind of industry that maybe I'm burnt out and don't love? Do I try something new? And if I do, what if I don't like it? Where do I find this? Where, you know, what if I get pigeonholed into this job that I don't like? There's there's so many amazing questions which you're going to hear. But today's focus is really at least going to start on, we'll see how much time we have, what is the right career for Grace? So if this is a question on your mind, maybe this will be a helpful session. You will be a little bit different than Grace. You might have different interests. But just to kind of hear the thought process and how I work with people to figure out, like, what is that right career for you? So Grace, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marissa. I'm so happy to be here. So fun to have you. I love your energy. I could, You guys can't see it. We're looking at each other. Such a smiling, wonderful energy. So do you mind giving a quick introduction about how you even discovered Beach Commute and what you've been doing career-wise date? So how I came across Beach Commute, I believe it was through Facebook. So Facebook must listen to conversation, but somehow... The universe knew that I was looking for a change and to transition from my my current healthcare career or remain in something similar, but just have more flexibility and be able to travel, see other parts of the world with my son. Yeah. And, and so yes. I think you said you came across us, probably started getting some emails. You started listening to the podcast. I know for you, you were saying it was just so helpful to have that. Can you explain a little bit about like what that meant to you? What, what it opened in your eyes? So I just remember watching and listening and thinking, oh my gosh, these folks are real people that live in the vicinity or or live in the U.S. and are looking for something different. But also there is that whole notion of with COVID, a lot of us went virtual for a while and it Uh gave us a different experience of autonomy and our ability to still work and and sometimes be more productive, right? So you're missing the commute to the office. (laughs) Beach commute sounds wonderful. So (laughs) that was the the most intriguing part for me is we love the sea and I'm from an island and I grew up on an island and in the summers we've been traveling. So I just thought, wow, this group holds your hand and gives you options and ideas. And one of the best things about beach commute is you'll get regular emails, right? And the emails will give you job listings or opportunities and I'll look at them and go okay maybe that's something I would be a fit for 
And there's always a, a great disclaimer, like if you have these qualities, you should apply or it's it's not as rigid as you might think. And so that's a struggle for folks is to decide what am I going to do and how am I going to use my skill base? And I think Beach Commute is a good adjunct for figuring that oh, out. That's that. why we're here. Love that. Yes, we're going to help you figure it out. So can you tell for anyone listening, you don't have to give too much detail, but kind of day to day, when you say you're in the medical field, what exactly have you been doing? Because I know for so many people, it's like, well, I've spent all this time, you know, put all this time and effort or education and built up trust in this, this one field. What if I leave it? So can you explain before we dig into, and we don't know the answer yet. This is, it'll be fun. We don't know what you'll, what will be your answer, what you should quote be doing or what you'd love to be doing most. But what have you, like, when you look at your career, just kind of a day in, day out overview of what, what have you been doing? So I have a 20 year history in healthcare. I'm a certified movement disorder specialist, in particular stroke. So I, I have okay. this rare ability to help patients who have had a stroke get function, re- functional returns in their oh. upper and lower body. But I also, I, I also have a position in edu- that's education based. So I okay. And what does that mean? Could you explain what that means? To someone who sure. So I oversee several schools in a large, large district with a caseload of about 120 kids over four days. I supervise a discipline and I intervene with helping students be productive in their school setting. So, cool. so my career involves coaching students and then writing IEPs. What does that stand for? Uh, a, those are education plans for kids. Cool. And they're federa- federally Amazing. based. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So for anyone listening, again, I think it's so fun for me to do these coaching sessions live, like, kind of like I say live recorded, because I, I like to kind of pause and, and do some little takeaways. I wouldn't do in my, you know, one-on-one coaching sessions. But if you're listening to this, this is like a very in-person career, right, that you have been doing for a long time. So it's time to get creative and say, is there a way to do this remotely if this is the thing you want to do most? Or there's some really fun skills that you've mentioned in your form, which we'll go through. Of maybe you want to switch, and that's also a terrifying thing to leave at, you know, 20 years of experience to something that you're really good at that really helps people because you have this dream to travel and it's kind of looking at what's what's most important to you. That gave me a little goosebumps too. So let's jump right in. So we're going to go through some questions that Grace answered for me. It was a while ago now because we've actually had to postpone and and try to find the right time to schedule this. So I'm not even sure she knows her answers, which will be fun. So I'll kind of ask you these questions and see what comes to mind intuitively. And I'll kind of pop in and share if there's anything else that was interesting that you've wrote down as well. So to start with, and I like to remind you as you are answering these questions, Pretend like these are totally one-off questions that have nothing to do with your career. So as you're thinking about this, I want you to not be like, what What would make a good career? What skill would make, you know, could do this? Just answer as if this is like a totally random question that like a stranger asked you having nothing to do with anything. So my first question is and was, what topic could you talk about for hours on end and never get tired of? And that might also like if you and I were just if you ran into someone on a bus and you're like, oh my gosh, we have the same thing in common and just are jazzed talking about this topic. It also might look like reading about a topic a lot or listening to podcasts on a subject or what you follow on social media. What is that topic for you or multiple topics? Sure. I have a, a history of design, so I could... 
uh-huh. design and decorate houses all day long. I used to I used to have a design business. Okay. Historically, I could also talk about everything that has to do with island living and the sea. <laughs> also, tra- okay. also, also travel. I have a a big heart for travel and for seeing other parts of the world and learning about other cultures. And I love to read. Love that. Love to read. Also, I'm an avid reader. Anything specific? It's interesting. So I have a a history, an English lit degree, and creative with a creative writing minor, but also biology uh-huh. background, which is odd to lots of people. But yeah. I used to like to read the classics and be very fussy. And it would take me hours to pick a book in Borders. Hours, like just be looking. Oh, is that going to be good or is it going to be? So, as I've progressed, I've sort of been less of a reading snob. I would say. Okay. And I, like, <laughs> I prefer to read. Self-proclaimed reading snob. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've sort of transitioned to more more autobiography based books, but also just books that have to do with travel and experiencing other parts of the world. That kind of really or adventure travel. So I'm. Yeah. It puts me in mind of a group of French books I read years ago. I love yeah. that. So many of my clients, I think, because a lot of my clients now come through beach commute and travel stuff. So many people have the same interest. Yeah. They're like, I just love learning about places and cultures and topics. So this is a familiar one for me Hence now. Beach but commute. Exactly. Exactly. We've we found our people. We attract the right ones. You are one of them for sure. So with that, as I, I want to do what I call, I I personally have named this the silver platter test. So imagine that I have a silver platter that you know, like the food that they come, they like take off the top or whatever. And underneath each one is one of these, I'm going to keep going through each of those topics you just talked about. And you can only have one, like you're picking your one dinner, right? That you really want to eat most. So again, this doesn't say like if it was, you know, chicken and vegetables or whatever, it doesn't mean you'll never eat the other one. It just means like, this is what you most want and most enjoy right now. So of these, if I said, you know, for the next year, and don't think about anything past that, I'm going to pay you $150,000, totally making this up, to spend four to six hours a day doing talking. Don't worry about what you're doing yet, but something along the lines of designing and designing homes. So it doesn't mean you will design the home, but just think about like the topic. Like you'll be doing something in this field, right? Something around design, designing homes, something around island living in the sea, something around travel and experiencing other parts of the world, and something. And with that, Remember, you are going to be traveling the world while doing all these things. So like if it's like you'd be reading, learning, researching something about travel, right? Not just traveling yourself because you'll do that regardless. And the last one is something around reading, whether it's autobiographies, classics, something like that. So yeah, we've got design, island living, travel, reading, classics, and autobiographies. Of those, we know you love them all and you don't have to exclude the rest from your life. But if you had to pick one, and in my coaching, I always ask my clients, what feels just like the lightest, this one gives me a good sense, lightest, most exciting and fun to you in this moment? Which would you choose? I would say what always has come easy is the writing part. Writing. I love it. Okay. So I could whip off an essay and rock a baby with my foot, my roommate's baby, and be done in time to go to the pub. So I would say... You and I both. <laughs> I was the same way sure. as well. 
Yeah, I was like, why does it take so? I, but I love writing as well. So I love writing our emails. I love writing everything for Beach Commute. But I also was the same. I was like, I never thought about being a writer, but I was the same in college or high school where I could write an essay in, you know, 30 minutes and check other people, you know, four days. I was like, why is taking everyone so long? But it's that natural skill. So when you say writing, is there a topic that you, would you be, want to be writing about design, island living, travel, reading topics, or what would you be, which topic would you be writing about? I want to take just one quick second to ask a favor. If you are a loyal listener of the podcast, we have a lot of you who write in by email letting us know how much you love the podcast and how much has changed your life. So if you're enjoying it, we would be so grateful if you could take just a moment. You don't even have to pause the episode while you're listening to click through on whatever app you're on, maybe Apple or Spotify. And if you could click to leave a five-star review, if you want to leave any words with your review, we love that as well. We love to hear from you, but we are so grateful and it helps more people find the podcast moving forward. So thank you so much. And now back to the episode. So I'm thinking a little bit based on my career and and my my career involves your occupation, your environment, and everything everything yep. you do to sustain life. And the, the biggest challenge for me is I'm in this occupation, but this occupation wears me out. Yeah. And when you're, so the thought is you're marrying person, environment, and occupation. It's actually the Canadian model <laughs> for my, for my <laughs> career. But when you look at those three things, it's, we have so much time on this earth, right? And so people want to enjoy it to the nth degree, but also live healthy live well and that doesn't mean having material things but have experience yep. have experiences live well have good health have aesthetic environments or be in in environments that please them whether it be the beach yeah. whether it be a basic shack with white walls right and some blue curtains with the sea blowing in the wind or coming in the yep. sound of the sea i i I think I like, or what I think I'm getting at, or what I'm getting from this is if I could marry writing about experiences or what motivates people to make life change, but to also live their most authentic and best life, something along those lines speaks to me. Okay. Populous or best life and make changes. So that one, and again, I, it's hard not to think about this in terms of career, mm-hmm. right? So I want to try to stick with that. But that was one, and we might we'll get down to some of the other questions about you know who, who you want to help and that sort of thing. But helping people kind of make changes wasn't on your list of the things that you love to talk about or read about or look. Is that one that you might have forgotten, or did that just kind of come up as you were brainstorming? It, when I looked at all of the things that I like or that interest me, who? that's kind of what came to mind. I'm just thinking about the the notion of design and the notion of meeting other folks and traveling and having cultural experiences and just, uh-huh. and then there's the reading aspect and then maybe writing about it. Those kind of things all seem to meld together in my mind. So I guess what I can pull from this is it's the writing, but, but I could talk about, ugh, I guess that's the that's the difficulty there's a there's a bunch of things i love but how yeah. do you hone what the one thing is i will get that this is why i know it's really hard to like your, your brain is trying to piece it all together yes. right now so i want you to think about these seven i think or six six or seven questions i want you to think about them totally individually so again don't, don't answer these questions in terms of career don't try to piece it all together i want to ask these like really individual questions sure. 
and I'm going to do a piecing together for you at the end, right? So like, I'll do the heavy lifting. Okay. I want you to just like simply answer these questions. And I know it's really hard and you remind me a lot of me. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, like how do, how do I, how do I like have the females? So when it comes to those, we'll come back to helping people in that way and one in some of the later questions. So I want to take that off the table. And just for the sake of this question, again, I, I won't like promise you this is like your career, one of these things, but of designing homes, island living in the sea, travel, and the sort of reading of classics and autobiographies. So I'm going to remove the helping people like make changes just for this moment. We'll come back to that. Of those, which if I just said, like you get to spend the next week on a beach somewhere, like just talking, reading about, listening to things about those topics, which of those is most fun to you to, to like just kind of dig into? This is really hard. And it's, it, <laughs> I know this one always is when people it, like, don't make me choose. No, it's re- so the reading and sort of the literature aspect is, I think uh-huh. of if I was dropped off somewhere and had nothing else, that would be the saving yeah. grace. So as, as far as the topic, I see this is what's hard. You go back to Thoreau and you go back to all the, the idea of simplistic living and just uh-huh. living your best life and then but then you want variety. So I would say I could talk about reading and, and sharing the idea of stories and books all day, but not necessarily okay. because I feel like I have a wide range of likes when it comes to reading or literature. That's okay. It can be it could be an autobiography. Yeah. It could be a beach read. Like I just get my sister just yeah. passed through going to Florida and I gave her something called Beach Read. Oh. But it was a, a lighthearted book that doesn't and she's a teacher (laughs) so it didn't involve a ton of intellect but I would say across the board literature or reading is like a saving grace okay I love that so the kind of theme here it's not like it has to be the classics or something it's just kind of books literature reading in general is that yes fair Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing so we're gonna stick with that one there okay Next one, next question, and you're doing great here, is what activities do you enjoy doing in your spare time? So reading might be one of them, again, that you can answer. But this one is less about kind of like a topic you could talk about and more of like when you think about how you want to spend your free time doing, being active, what are the things that you would choose? Sure. So the the essential, the eventual goal is beach living, right? And I want, I love to live in a community where my son and I can swim, bike, run. So I used yep. to do triathlon type stuff. Love it. And then I had an injury in my healthcare career that kind of said that back, <laughs> but it hasn't stopped me. But absolutely, like I I love the outdoors. I prefer to be outdoors rather than in. Yeah. So anything outdoors. So especially the sea and hiking and climbing. We love mountains. We love okay. mountains, but we the sea is our first love. Or anything water. So I'm actually... You're a beach commuter girl. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So everything outdoors is what stands out. I love that. And when you think about this, so I'm going to pull it back to your career for a second. To me, as you said this, this really just kind of stands for where you want to be, right? And you get to switch that up as a nomad. So you can go to all the different mountains and oceans and lakes are all the things you want to be outdoors. But it didn't seem like there was any one thing here. So so it was like, for example, on the form that you filled out, you also had designing and decorating on there. 
And that's totally fine that it didn't come through here. Those are your natural answers. So to me, it almost sounds like the books, the literature, reading is more important in terms of like work or just doing or how you want to spend your time, but you want to be in an outdoor area. Is that kind of fair to say? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So the next question on here, we're doing good. <laughs> Number three here is what type of, of people or what causes do you love helping? So this is where you get to answer that other question again that I wouldn't let you answer earlier. And this one, I like to say it can either, is it often can be either something you, you don't even know where it came from, but naturally you've always been drawn to helping elderly or helping people. You know, I know you're in a system where you're helping people who can't move certain limbs or have had a stroke or had a certain injury. I don't know if that came from somewhere. Or sometimes it can be, you know, we want to help people with who've been through breast cancer because someone in our family had it or something like that. And then there's also the other causes where some people just innately are drawn, like love the animals or just feel called to help global warming or the polar bears or that might be. So again, whether it's, you know, earthly causes or specific type of people, how would you answer this question? I've So my son and I travel to a particular island every summer or have been, uh-huh. and I was really drawn to the note or i i watched several elderly ladies try to get on the bus with an arm that was stuck in a position or having to carry groceries and and that that actually moved me to get licensed in that country wow so cool but i'm having some hesitation around that yeah to speak for a variety of reasons and then i also have always been instrumental in helping like say family members or friends or even people that are new to the city where I live because the city is quite popular, connect them to musicians or connect them to networking. So helping people find the right people. So for example, the right recording artist, the right, I'm giving it away, aren't I? The right, just say the right fitness group to join or the right hiking group to join. Or So I've always liked to link people I'm kind of known for that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love that. Known for linking people. Linking, linking folks to, to things they want to do and things they want to see and then also experiences. And that actually, I know you really don't remember. I'm going to side table that one because that's one of the next questions I'll ask you. So again, back to thinking about when you say networking, that's a different skill, which I'll come to in a second. But who do you want to help, right? Is it musicians? Is it artists? Is it people who can't move limbs correctly? Is it elderly people? Is it, yeah, you get to choose. I can name a couple, but just give me a couple of those topics. I'm I'm in an apprenticeship to help cancer patients. But, okay. and, and that's sort of like a side, a side thing. Uh-huh. The biggest struggle for me is, is, is trying to transition from, I'm a single parent also. So you can be... Yep. You can be burnt out with the helping part. Yeah. So when it's your career and it's 24 hours a day, it gets, it's exhausting. So yeah, a lot of people in the medical field burn out in that way. So in terms of helping people, that's a, that's a tough question for me because I try to set. And for a moment, I want to say, because I know, and and that's a totally valid, I know in healthcare industry and whether it's doctors, nurses, other, other parts of it, PT, physical therapists, you know, anything it's so easy to get burned out. So again, remember, this is a question not about your career, right. just for a okay, moment. Sorry, right? thanks for bringing you me back. To say, no, this is this is why I'm here as a coach, right? We're, we're pulling you back, we're pulling you out of it, because this is what happens. And again, the teaching moment, if you're listening here, right? This is why it's so helpful to work with a coach, because we get so lost in our own minds of like, 
we can't even think about what we actually love to do because you just pull it back to what I've been doing or what I should do or how is this going to be a career? And so for just a moment, right? This is like, I'm just simply answering a question. I don't even have to do work. I'm never going to do this. If I could wave a magic wand, that's why I asked this question. If you could wave a magic wand and help a variety, you know, everyone, we all like to help different people for different reasons, right? And I'm glad that we all have different interests because then there are people helping the animals. There are people helping global warming. There are people helping, you know, those who got in, in an accident and can't move a limb or whatever it is, right? So if you were just like, if I had a magic wand, and I could just help this group of people, who would you, like, wh- who or what would you choose or a, mul- or a couple of things? That's a really hard question. And yeah. I, and if nothing specific comes to mind, that's totally fine for right now, too. If like, there's too many things. I, I think it's the, af- the after effects of being burnt out and pulling in, being pulled in a oh, million directions. So, yeah, like, I've been helping too much. <laughs> I need a break to focus on me for a moment, which also a lot of... People struggle. With. I can't even think. It's not so much. I know what I would be adept at helping people with, but it's a kind throat? of the it's that helping mode that I kind of want to take a step back from. Maybe empowering us more. Yeah, is a word. I, well, let me ask you. Let me phrase it in a different question sure. because, and I, I love that you're you're going through this obstacle right now. The biggest because, one again. It's a huge thing for you because you've been working as an industry so burned out with helping, helping, helping. And I would say this is often, I won't make this a sexist thing, but it, oftentimes women get into, the, like I find a lot of my female clients, right? We give and we give and you give and you give. Not to say males don't, we love you too, males. But this can also often happen. And I say, I, I love the cliche quotes. Jeff and Diego always laugh at me for, for messing them up because I always butcher them. But I would say you have to be selfish in order to be selfless, right? So you've been selfless, giving, 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 giving for so so long that it's time to put yourself first again to say like how can I fill myself up so just again for the sake of this particular question if I could say I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars that you can give to any charity in the world or any you don't have to know a specific one but like a type of charity you are not doing any any doing you are not burning out you're just like someone else is doing this I'm just giving this money that I have to give away to this do you know what you would choose and if not we'll move on to absolutely cancer okay Answer. There we go. Okay. We should ask it. This is why, again, coaching, I would say the power of your answers are in the power of your questions. But it's on me as a coach to keep asking things in different ways until we get the answer because you have got a lot of, I'm going to call it trauma is the wrong word, but you've got a lot of triggering stuff around helping and being burned out. And so no matter when I'm saying like, who do you want to help? You're like, I don't have the energy to help anymore. So no matter how I ask you, you're just like, where is it? Or like your subconscious mind is like, no more helping. But like, you know who you want to help if it's asked in a different way. So anyway, there's a fun little learning moment. Absolutely. So okay, cancer, cancer patients. We got there. We got there. I love it. Okay. The next one is you answered this a little bit um, with networking and writing and some things. But the next question is, what skills have you acquired over the years? So this could be in your job, whether you're you know, a volunteer, something you're naturally good at, something you've just kind of studied on your own, absolutely anything. But like when you when I say like, what skills do you have? Like what are the things that come to mind? I have to have excellent writing skills because I'm consistently writing reports. Okay. Also present presentation. So I'm having to score reports and, and score evaluations and speak about them and then kind of concisely put them into write goals based on those. I, yep. I'm also an apprentice for cancer pay or for paramedical tattoo for cancer patients. So I'm uh-huh. learning <laughs> cool. 
how to do love that replacement for 3D areola tattoo and eyebrows and lips for folks who lose their hair and that's really cool that's a that's a sort of creative side thing mm -hmm. I love that I would say predominantly though the writing and then they just having to organize a lot because my load is a lot I have a case load yeah of 120 amazing so if I said, and again, I want you to pretend for a moment that you wouldn't burn out. You're not helping anyone. We don't know what the topic is. Just pretend like, again, you don't, you're doing something that you love. But if you're spending your day writing about something you love, presenting about something you love, organizing for something you love, or you've also got the tattoo for cancer patients, um, which of those four would, if I said like, you're going to get paid a great amount of money. You're going to spend four hours a day doing one of those things on something you love. Which of those would you choose? Like what you're actually spending your time doing? I would say, I would say writing, writing, so again, writing, writing, presenting, writing organization, about, or tattooing. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Writing. Beautiful. <laughs> writing. Don't worry about what you're writing about yet. We're going to pull this together. <laughs> We're just writing. We're just writing. Again, this is what I like to think about these so different, like so individually, right, per question, because a lot of times we get confused where you're like, I like writing. I need to write about this certain thing. And, or like, I, th I have to be a writer. I have to do this. And it's, and what I'm, we're kind of separating the two of what are the topics that you like and what do you actually like doing? And then we'll marry the two together. So that way people often get confused between them and that's where our brains kind of like can't figure things out. So this might be where the networking comes in or anything else that comes to mind. But when I ask the question, what do other people tell you you're good at? So if you think about maybe your friends, your family members, your son, your coworkers, when you get those sort of compliments of like, Grace, you're so good at doing X, Y, or Z, what, what comes to mind for that? Interior design is one. Okay. And this apartment is not a reflection of that. It This is, <laughs> this is our, we're in transition. So this is not our actual not house. No, so no I would say here. that. Let's see what. So interiors and then caring for just having a compassionate heart. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. And then the writing also, like you write really well. Beautiful. I don't know why you're doing that. Love or, it. Yeah. And should I add the networking here as well? You I would say that. that. Or kind of like link, I'll linking, say linking people, people together. Mm -hmm. Or finding solutions around. Around linking people together? Yeah. Or just finding, okay. Or okay, I, I love. This. I can I can highlight that a little bit. So, in the pa in yeah. the past in the city of Toronto, I've I've I I've worked as the first healthcare professional of my, I guess stature or background, uh -huh. to work in a program in fifty years, and I had a caseload of about thirty two clients, and I dealt with everything from housing emergencies to helping people find jobs to career coaching or helping them find work. So folks right. with major mental illness or disabilities, right. that kind of thing. So amazing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we're going to go back to the silver platter test for this one. So if I said for the next, again, next call a couple months, four hours a day, you're getting paid wonderful money and you get to either do something, don't worry like exactly what you're doing or who you're doing it for or what it is, but in terms of what you just get to be doing in some capacity, you get to be doing something around to tear design, just having a compassionate heart, writing, linking people together some way, or finding creative solutions to things that come up. 
and I can name those again if you need, but which of those, you want me to rename them again? Interior design, writing, creative solutions, and what's the other? Having compassionate hearts and linking people together. I kind of separated those two as that linking networking sort of thing and then just finding solutions. So then writing, having compassionate heart, and interior design. Which of those, if I just said, you get to focus on one of those, don't worry about how or what you're doing as a career, but just like, I get to spend my day doing something around this, which would you choose? Reading, writing would just, I'd lose all track of time. <laughs> Love it. I feel like you, I know you can't even see these questions. You're always like one step ahead of me, which my next question is, where do you lose track of time? <laughs> You're brilliant. You're just like more intuitive than you even know. Where do you lose track of time? So we've got reading, writing. Is there anything else that comes to mind there? Yeah, just like anything designer travel or fitness. So, or like just taking care of oneself also. Yeah. yeah. Taking care. Love that. Okay, so with that, back to this question again, silver platter. If you had to spend your time doing one of these things, reading and writing, something around designing, traveling, fitness, or taking care of yourself, which would you choose? The fitness, taking care of myself first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's and the start do, of every day. Is that day. something that you want to... Like, so that's... Okay. Yeah. So that one, I'm, I'm actually going to say it sounds like that's more of just your own, putting your, like, your own self-care. Right. Would you want to spend your day reading and writing? Or let's say, like, you've, you've done your own kind of fitness, mm -hmm. meditation, you know, whatever you need to do for your personal health. Would you want to then spend your day doing something to help other people do that, too? Or spend your day reading and writing in some capacity? Reading and writing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So reading and writing is the real, real theme here that comes through everything. And now my question, and this is why it's people kind of forgive and try to marry the two, which is like, well, what am I reading? Or like, I, I need to be a reader. I need to be a writer, right? But this is what you're going to be doing. And now the question is, what do you want to be doing that for? So to pull it back to some of those beginning questions, one of the biggest, I'll give you all the topics again, but the one that came through of was helping cancer patients, is designing, island living in the sea, travel, and you say talking about the lit classics and like experiencing other parts of the world. That kind of goes back to the travel. <laughs> so if I could tell you, you get to spend your day reading and writing about one of those topics and i can rename them again if you need which one would you choose so one was helping cancer patients the other was island living the uh -huh. other was lit classics yep. and i'm missing one of them so design i living travel okay i think it was just kind of like travel and experiencing other parts of the world and as you answer this, I want to make it crystal clear for your subconscious brain, which will freak out with a cancer patient one. All of this will be, yep. <laughs> right? And this is why it's so, so important. I do so much of the, I know like inner work can be a, like a really generic cliche term these days. But we've got a lot going on in our subconscious of like alert, alert. Like if we are helping cancer patients, we're going to burn out and like, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. We've been doing that, right? We're tired. So when I say this, imagine that if you, uh, you get to like I'm... be living on some island beach, writing about helping cancer patients, or maybe you're writing about ways to like cancer patients can tattoo and microblade other parts onto their body to heal again, right? So think about this knot of being burned out, actually hands-on helping, but just that gave me all the chills. But what you get to write about. So any thoughts on those topics of, again, you're just on a beach reading, writing about some, some topic, which would you choose? I don't think I'd, I wouldn't write about the cancer stuff. I would actually do that. 
I okay. I I probably wouldn't want to write about the lit classics because that's like going back to college and writing an essay. But I would really <laughs> I and then the but the design or sort of aesthetic living, and also like the focus being more on life changing experience, like living through experience, not so much having monetary like having the finances that we all like the finances but happiness and our existential existence being more based on how we live and how we choose to live as opposed to having things or being at a rope nine to five so I guess I don't know that I would be the expert at writing about island travel or just like travel per se but don't worry about just, that yeah yet. just pretend you're an expert on any an of expert it. i would say like writing and living like island living or travel and living your best life like doing what you want right as opposed okay. to being pigeonholed into s- so you should come and write for beach commute is what i'm hearing yes <laughs> <laughs> mystery solved we've hired you oh i'd love check, it check done <laughs> i'm living your best life but you've nailed it you actually just wrote your own phrase so what I'm hearing from all of this, and I always tell my clients after I do this, like, take a day, soak it. We will, we, there's some other things we'll talk about before we hop off. But in general, like, when we get to this conclusion, this gives me all the goosebumps. But typically when I do, so this is like a laser session. It's a one-off thing. So it's a little bit different. Typically, I do packages of six sessions with people to start because we've just done a lot of work. And I'll say, like, okay, we've we've got the thing. Take that and, like, sit with it for a week. So we don't have a week on here, but so for the moment of this, let's just pretend that you've had that time. But what I heard from this one this one session is if we could just kind of wave a magic wand and give you the perfect next career, it would be writing about island life and sort of, like, living your best life. Like, you don't need the things. You, don't need, you know, you kind of talked about that from time to time. So we're using, like, oh, August bumps. We're using your love of writing which actually has been part of your career but this is a little bit of a more creative way and doing it for a topic that you care about or that you really enjoy and love and feel excited about I should say which is again whether it's island living you can live from anywhere you don't need that much it's not all about money yes we want money but there's also these things so these and there's so many so many companies right or like different like media outlets or social media ghost writers beach commute you know there's all these people who are talking about this and absolutely need content writers so writing is one of the easiest remote jobs to find so check 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 we're in luck there so that's amazing and then what i also hear is this cancer part is really important to you and when i asked you like would this be what you're writing about you said no but like i still want to do that so what i hear is you get to fill yourself by writing about this as a career about island life and living this kind of best life as a career and then from this place of overfill where you've put yourself first you get to be selfish fill yourself you can then say hey I'm feeling a little full this month I'd like to go volunteer and do this thing I'd like to go here and do this thing I'd like to go do this microblading or do this tattooing or go you know volunteer for a week in this country because you choose to, it's going to be all goosebumps too. You you choose to not because you have to from a burned out place. Any initial thoughts? And there's one thing I, I also want to talk about after that. But just as I say this out loud, tell me your thoughts. Hired. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> so, Amazing. This makes me this tear up. I just can't believe how you. Oh, Grace, she's literally crying. I can you see the tears. You brought it all together. I love this. I really, oh, it's my, it's my <laughs> gift. <laughs> I really love the notion of being able to write about the thing I love. But then I, this is incredible because part of me become becoming licensed in that country 
was to be able to give back because yeah. the majority yeah. of the folks who have strokes here have had it because of the sugar cane diet. And yeah. And then when we go there, people are happy because they're happy and there's a big sense of community and you're invited to everything. So the very cool. fact that I could rather than get sort of you're going to make this kind of money if you work for me and it's the only way you can be here. But to have the freedom yeah. to do what I love, but then do that on a volunteer basis as a way to give back. Yeah. Oh, get all the tools. Like, <laughs> I, why didn't I think of that? That's incredible. Oh, I love it. And that's my gift is to kind of like, again, keep you focused on just like all these separate little individual things and bring it together. And when you say, why didn't I think about this? I got into this career because so when I was working back at Pepsi many years ago, I had all these individual things, but we get so stuck in, you know, what we've been doing or educated on, what we have experience in, what, you know, quote makes money, what we should do, that it's so hard to take a step back and like think out of the box. And I know Jeff has talked about this, about, about my skills on the podcast and some other clients as well. Is like when you come to me, I'm like, I don't care about what you've been doing for 20 years in terms of like a sunk cost or, you know, you only know yourself as that identity. And when you come to me, I'm like, let's put that aside. Just tell me really, what do you love? What excites you? And I also do want to know the skills you've had, you know, in the past because it can lead to something. And it might be that you want to do that thing. But I like to come with a totally honest mind to say like, what would the, like, let's erase your memory of the past and like genuinely, what would you love to be doing? And so my question to you, because a lot of people have this and I don't actually feel this from you so much, but I want to ask just because it might be relevant to other people. Does it, if I said, okay, to, you don't have to quit your job tomorrow. Let's say you, when you have a job, you've got the new writing job, doing what you love, you can do it remotely. Does it scare you or is there any part of you that feels like, oh my gosh, I've like wasted the last 20 years or I'm wasting my skills by not doing this thing? Or maybe you might make a little bit less money. I, I believe we can make any amount of money doing anything, but let's just say you take a little bit less money just to start as you get experience in this, just, just pretend you might not have to. But is there anything that comes up for you as you think about switching and transitioning into this new career? My first thought was absolutely not. Then my then <laughs> yeah you feel freer then, but I feel like there's there might be something. there is but then then if I sit with it for even like thirty seconds to a minute <laughs> I, my thought is oh my gosh can I do this and support William and get because he's my first yeah. priority unless you're yes, he's thirteen yeah and get him through college yep can I afford to put him in an expat school because I'll have to right or he will have to do remote school so I uh -huh. want to make sure I succeed right or that yeah. I'm that it's a long-standing relationship, so I have that security. And in healthcare, you, you yeah. don't necessarily have that either. There can be a new grad that comes along that costs less, and they, <laughs> you know, yeah, sure, edge you out of a job. So, yeah, I would say just the longevity of it, and to be able to do it for years because you want to do what you love. So there's that inherent fear, but I not in no way do I feel like I've wasted my education. Amazing. No. Yeah. So let's talk about, so that's actually, by the way, amazing because so many people, and I would say, you know, we have, we have listeners all over the world and people all over the world and, and, you know, we're traveling too, but I would say a lot of you, U.S. centric mind, we have an identity around what we've done in the past. You actually, that's why I was like, I don't hear it in you, but I want to make sure. So maybe for, if you're listening, that might be something for you where it's like, you know, I've wasted all this education, time, experience, money, you know, whatever it might be. So we won't get into that now because I want to say that's actually really unique to you that you don't feel that. You're like, let me just do what I love, which is great. So one of your kind of secondary questions coming into this, which you just mentioned it, is like, 
I don't want to get pigeonholed. Like, what if I try writing and I don't love it? Is there longevity in it? What if I do it? Do I get pigeonholed into this thing if I don't like it? So we have a couple minutes. Let's briefly just kind of go into this. What if you could kind of give it words to your fear? Like, do you have a fear that you're going to try it and not like it? Do you have a fear that like you couldn't, you can't get paid to do it for many years? And that's more of the financial fear of supporting you and your son. What's the sort of fear behind it, if you can name it? The biggest, yeah, the biggest crux or the biggest fear is I'm I'm leaving a fairly lucrative career. Um, yeah. That it, the career burns me out, but there is the security of having work and being able to live anywhere. But then you can't yeah. necessarily move countries or move. It's a big process to take that license and because I've gone through that process. Yes. And then once you do that, if you do that through immigration, you can be stuck working for someone for seven years and be poorly paid. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the same thing. Right. So the, the yeah. fear would be, can I support my child and can I get him through college and do I have longevity? But I, yeah. I have confidence in the, in the fact that I'm like, I have a, a very strong work ethic. So yeah, you do. I can feel that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so this is this is a great one, and this is I love that you have a child to talk about. So Jeff and Diego and I, none of us have children at this at this moment. So I know a lot we do, but we have a lot of people who are around your age or even older who are like, I have I have kids. You don't talk about this very much. So we're gonna get some more people on the podcast soon. But it's absolutely a fair fear, you know, depending on different parts of our life stage of like, what are your expenses? Do you have a whole family to take care of? Is it just yourself? Do you have a mortgage? Do you have X, Y, or Z? Right. So for you, what I'm is just like the most important thing. It's like, can you have the finances to take care of you and your son? And as you travel around, sometimes doing this, you might make a little bit less, but let's say you're, you really want to be fully remote and you're living in different continents or countries where you can work on any time zone. And the cost of living is, you know, 50% of what you're paying right now. And people are happier that you're happier, right? So that's one thing to take into consideration. This is why I do a series of multiple sessions with people because it's like, all right, we've, we've talked about what you want to do. We know that now to me, these are the bigger parts, which is like, you can identify in a second, but if you don't work through the underlying things, if we, you know, if you always just had that full fear of like, it's never going to be enough money. I can't take care of my son. Going to keep doing this thing that you know I'm burnt out. You'll never take the leap, right? And so just in just in this time, like there's a lot more I would do to actually work through these things with you. But just to kind of give you a couple of thoughts as we wrap this session up, would be one you could consider. I don't know if you could work part time and what you're doing now, but it could be that you start and take like part time hours of what you're doing now while you find a part time role doing this writing thing, so that it gives you the mental confidence to say, oh look. I'm getting this paycheck week after week. It does feel pretty good. I'm seeing now there's even more people I could write for. Or I did find this great company. So you could kind of do what I call a bridge, right? Where you have your current career that is a bridge as you sort of test out and to put your toes in the water of this next one. Or you can say, all right, I'm just going to search for a job and I'm just going to take the leap knowing that you can like, this is what people forget. And I had this fear leaving Pepsi. I was like, what if I leave and try something new? And I want to go back to the same career. I had this irrational fear that I was going to be unhirable, like I was going to be a year out of the market. No one was going to want me anymore. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. But one thing is to say, like, if you apply, you know, we send out tons of, of writing jobs, but, you know, there's there's things that we teach our course as well. And if that teaches you exactly like what is that, how to find the companies that you love, how do you get those jobs? How do you find that writing career? So let's say you do get it and take the full leap and you're like, all right, I'm doing this. We're going to try it for a year. 
worst case, you can always go back to your career, right? You can always go back to the higher thing. And only you know, you know, when I work with my clients as well, I say like, what is the minimum? I don't know if you've done this before, maybe you know, but I would also recommend if you haven't to go through and say like, what are our expenses? Like literally, what is the minimum amount? And I don't mean where you're like scraping by month to month that gives you some spaciousness as well. Let's just say I'm going to make up numbers. Let's say you're like for $6,000, you know, everything would be covered. So I want to say, I I don't want to make anything less than $9,000 a month. I'm, I'm totally making up numbers here, right? So to go through, so you really know what you would have to make, and then you get to apply and do jobs where you get to say, okay, I love this one, but I'm I'm not going to be okay. Or if you're paying me this much, I actually would be okay if we live in Asia for the next year or Central America or South America or something like that. And really look at those actual numbers so it's not just sort of like a mystery of like, would it work? Maybe it does. And you get crystal clear on like, I'm only going to take this job if I get paid this much money because I know I can support. And there's always going to be the fear when it's something new, like you said, your healthcare career, also you could get, you know, let go any day, you know, you, but your brain has learned to trust it because you haven't. When we try something new, it's the unknown and our brains are trained. Like they, I always say, thank you, brain. You know, we're trained for survival. Your brain is still a caveman brain. That's like, alert, alert. This is unknown. You could take a writing job and get fired when the truth might be, there's a zillion writing jobs out there. And if you get let go, you could find another one, a heartbeat, or you could come back. And so you have to talk to your brain like it's a small child. That's a lot of the coaching that I do to say, I hear you, brain. Thank you. I hear your concern. You're totally right. It's a scary new. We don't know. But what if, and this is where you can ask yourself better questions. What if we're so much happier every day? What if I get to go live on an island and different islands with my son for month to month or each year and choose to volunteer in this country from time to time? where I love like brain think about how much happier and joyful we'll be think about all these experiences we can have right so we hear you and here's why we're doing this right and you get to say like what are the worst here's what is the worst the worst that could happen is you lose the mat you know you lose your job in six months you're in a foreign country so let's say and I actually just did a previous interview with my friend Rachel who was talking about this has happened to her so you could say how much money do I need to save and maybe you keep this job for four more months and say, save, 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 so that if we get stuck in a country and I lose my job, I have enough money to buy a plane ticket, you know, back home, wherever home is for you, and time to find a job doing what you're already doing now, worst case, or find another writing job. So I've just talked a lot, but let me know. And again, I don't normally do this. This is just for the sake of this session. Normally, I'd we'd go through more questions and more fears and, and ask some real questions, but just kind of top line, how are you feeling from this now? I feel like... I'm ready to make the jump and whatever I do, yeah. I, I work hard at. So I feel like I'll succeed. Yeah. Our amazing. situation is a bit different because where we plan to go, there's not going to be a lot of moving around because I want him to have some stability. Yeah. And that's yeah. beautiful. A lot of nomad families do like, would do what we call slow matting, which is you might spend a year at a time in one place or a year for you might spend forever in this new place, but you have the freedom to go back and forth or visit family or like that's, yeah, you don't have to nomad the way that Jeff Diego and I do. Like your version is moving somewhere mm-hmm. for a year And then or maybe longer, Japan because awesome. that's where he wants to go to college. Oh, cool. Exactly. Then you can move there yeah. too. <laughs> so I, I feel like there's the confidence that it can be done. It's just finding the right fit. That, and and then yeah. there's, there's always the immigration side. And the easiest way is to go as an expat and work from the U.S. That's maybe the best way to start rather than go and do the whole immigration visa thing because then you're locked in and 
that's yeah, the part that I we can always come back. There's going to be a house to come back to that we will rent out while we're gone. In fact, it's a huge construction project right now. But oh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the thought is if you're going to make the jump, you need to make it. And the happiness is important. So I think things work yeah. out. Yeah, I agree. And with that, just, yeah, we'll, we'll touch a tiny bit on this because it's a lot of people have had questions about like, well, what about a visa? How do I have permission to live? And, and definitely living a year somewhere is different than traveling, you know, for month to month. But the purpose of this is like you have you don't have to have that permission ahead of time. You can say this is where we think we want to live. Let's say you can spend 90 days there, you know, with the travel visa. You go there for those first 90 days and you might go and be like, you know what? We actually hate living here, like back to the drawing board and, and or you might love it. Like, right. But the point is like you get to try it out first. And the, the beauty there is you, you'll then be there. You can meet other expats and get firsthand help to say, how did you do this? How did you get this process? Who do I work with? Like on the ground being there. So then you get to decide, okay, we really do love it. What we thought was the dream is the dream. Now, how do I take the next steps? Because our brains, again, thank you, brain, right? It's it's already running 5,000 steps ahead, which is like, how do I live there permanently? How do I do this? And you don't need to know yet, right? You can take that first step and say, let's just get there. Let's get the writing job. Then let's move to this place for the first X amount of days. And then we'll figure out, okay, do we love it? How do we stay here long term? And that might be a few more obstacles to say, okay, we actually have to go back home for the next 90 days while we get the paperwork and figure it out. And then we'll go full time or you it might be really easy and, and you get to do it quickly. But we've gone through a lot today. <laughs> so I want to say like we went through the actually figuring out the career that you would love, a lot of the fears behind it, some of those next obstacles, ways to talk to your brain, to help with the fears, to calm it down, to remind it of the good things that are coming, not to run a hundred steps ahead. As we wrap up this episode, yeah, there's there's still some next steps, right? You you know what you do. And this is why when I work with clients that, you know, we, we do a couple of sessions together where I would say, okay, let's find, like, how do you find the companies? How do you research the ones that you'd love to work for? How do you reach out to them? And we teach all of this in our Go Remote Employment course, which is close at the moment, or depending when you're listening to this podcast, it may be a different time, but we'll link to that as well. You can join the waitlist if it's not open yet. But this was the first really big piece. And in the course, we actually, I walked through this process as well, which is so fun. So any last, I know there's, again, there's, there's still more parts to go, but For this, I I was telling you before we joined, I was like, this is a laser coaching session to figure out, the goal was to figure out what it is you genuinely want to be doing next. And we figured that out. So how are you feeling as we wrap up this call? feel great. I I feel empowered to just keep applying. I I applied to one one so far. So the the resume just got sort of revamped and then revamped and it's all worked out. So I'm going to just keep applying and... You've got it. And there are tons of like, when we, when I send out the remote jobs, I often have to like not send so many writing ones because there are so many just in an effort to kind of keep lots of different jobs. So I just assure you, like there's so much content creation needed and you can absolutely find something writing for a company. Like my, my next step for you would be go on Google, just research like companies that do X, Y, and Z, right. That like talk about living your best life or traveling the world or whatever it is. Right. And I'm going to keep you mind to be our, our writer when we need some content too but yeah find some companies that you just feel like a hell yes like this would be so fun to write for this company and then start reaching out and this is where i always tell people it's like not the most fun work but it's what gets the job which is go actually reach out to people at those companies build relationships they might be hiring now or later but 
Like instead of just randomly applying to, you know, 100 different jobs, find the ones that feel really exciting to you and try to build some actual relationships with people so that they like, you're a wonderful person. I can talk to you in 10 seconds and be like, I want to hire you, right? So instead of just, yeah, instead of being just words on a paper, put yourself in front of real people, build those relationships and, and the jobs will come that way. So with that, Thank you for listening. If anyone is interested to, if you want to get on our email list to get those remote jobs that Grace is talking about that we send out each week, go to beachcommute.com slash email. And I'm trying to think what else. Beachcommute.com slash GRE will get you on the wait list for our course when that opens, if it's not open when you're listening to this. And other than that, we hope you are having a great day and we will be back next week. Thanks so much. Hey.